Job 1, 8 through 12. The Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge around him and about his house? How many pray a hedge of protection around your family and stuff? I do. Got to have it. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and the substance of his increase in the land. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. As I said before, Satan can only do what God allows him to do. Amen. He has no power. We give Satan too much credit, don't we? In reality, he's like a barking junkyard dog with a leash that God controls. So sometimes this fear comes out. And let me tell you something. I don't think this COVID stuff's done. They're going to concoct something else and try to scare us and do this stuff with it. It's the junkyard dog coming out, showing his fangs, growling, you know, and he's coming at you with all of his might. But you know what? Who has a leash on him? The hand of God's got a hold of him. He said, hey, 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 you're not going that far. You come back here, buddy. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, the cross of Calvary. It's the presence of God. It's, it's the will of God in your life that he just yanks him back and says, you can't do that because I control their life. So he doesn't control you. God does. He has to get permission. So I just threw this in here for my political thing. I can imagine the devil's quite upset with the SCOTUS ruling on abortion, isn't he? <laughs> We're actually winning. I think we're slowly kind of turning this stuff, slowly kind of turning this stuff, but we still have to believe in God. Amen? <coughs> so Job suffered not because he did anything wrong, but because he did things right. Amen? God just used him to shut Satan's mouth. And how many times is that going to happen to us? And how many times does that happen? So, hey, devil, have you seen those saints at APT? Have you listened to them worshiping? You know, that's what really made us stick here when we were kind of floating around, visiting churches, figuring out what to do. When we got in here and began to worship God, there's something about the worship in this house, doesn't it, isn't it? I know I'm not the only one that just kind of rides that worship wave. I'm not the only one that can't wait to get here. I'm not the only. And you, 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 you have to be here in presence. You can't just watch it at home and get the worship going. You got to be here in the present, don't you? <clears throat> he's seen the worship. He's seen the prayer walks. And he's heard the all-night prayer meetings that we have on. And the devil knows that he's got to do something to hinder and to stop. <clears throat> People that he has bothered all week, you might be in pain today. 
you might have certain difficulties going on in your life. You might have something that you've been wrestling with for a long time. But you know the best thing that you can do, and I said it before, is to walk through these doors with a big step, with a bold step, with your with your back straightened up, knowing that I, I may be in pain, my eyes still messed up, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get down there on the altar when it comes time, and I'm going to raise my hands in the presence of God. I'm going to worship God with all my mind, my heart, my soul, my strength. Why? Because I still know that God's for me, even though I'm suffering a little bit. And when you have that mindset, God's going to add strength to your life. He's going to give you another step in your step. Psalm 8 and 2 says this, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Out of the mouth of sucklings and babes thou hast ordained strength. Even every song the kids sing, it doesn't matter what it is, we're going to get some strength out of it. Why? Because we're worshiping the Lord, we're in his presence. Jesus quoted this same scripture in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. In Matthew 21 and 16, he said this, and they said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yeah. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? <laughs> Not strength. Was there something? Did Jesus misquote this? I don't think so. I think he clarified it. I think he explained it all. When you go and you get into the house of God and you begin to praise him, all of a sudden strength has to happen. Strength comes down from heaven. Why? Because God sees what you go through. God knows what goes on in your life, and that's why I need to get here to worship him. Amen? So there's a few lessons here that we can look into Job and learn from. Lesson number one, whatever you don't turn into praise turns into more pain. Whatever you don't turn into praise turns into more pain and difficulty. When you don't give God everything, when you don't come down, when you don't put it all on the altar, when you don't open your heart out, when you don't open your your, your tears going, when you don't open everything up to God, when you don't allow him to give you more and more and more, what happens is we kind of just pull it all back and say, well, I can do it next week. You know, I've wrestled with all of this, and I'm in a lot of pain and all that kind of stuff, and I'll just be fine. Matter of fact, I'm in so much pain, I ain't coming to church. Bad thing to do. Best thing to do is to make it your way. Best thing to do is to take every ounce of strength that you have to get in here, if possible, to worship the Lord because I want to turn it into strength. Job 6, 8 through 10 says this, Oh, that I might have my request and that God would grant me the thing that I long for. Even that if it would please God to destroy me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Verse 10, then should I yet have comfort, yea, I would harden myself in sorrow. Who says that? I'm going to harden myself in sorrow. 
Let him not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. What kind of statement is that, that I'm going to harden myself in sorrow? I'm going to go sit in the corner and suck my thumb and whine all day. He had every right to. But his heart says this, I would harden myself in sorrow. Harden is a Hebrew word, kalad, C-A-L-A-D. It is the only time in Scripture that it is put in here. It's a strange word, but it means to leap for joy, to exalt oneself, to leap like a horse that makes sparks on the stones. Today, that would kind of translate into dancing. I'm going to harden myself. I'm going to come into the house of God with so much joy and exuberance, even though I'm in pain, even though I'm suffering, even though nobody knows what I'm going through, it's time to get to the house of the Lord and show him that I'm going to harden myself with joy and not sorrow. For why? For let, for let him not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. This joy turns everything into the chance to worship God. How many want to have a chance to worship God? How many want to take advantage of the chance to worship God? Even though when it's hurting, even though when I don't see right, even though when things are a little foggy and stuff, I still want to get a chance to worship God. Amen? The NIV version of that scripture says, Then I will still have this consolation. My joy is is in unrelenting pain that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. That's why I need to come and worship the Lord. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't denied the Lord. I still talk to Him. I still read my Bible. I haven't backslid. I haven't done anything like That's why I get strength. And the devil doesn't want you to come to church. He doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to do anything to praise God. But the scriptures that Job's putting here in his word is saying that I get every chance to turn it around to joy that I'm going to dance with all my might, with all my strength, even though it pains me, even though I have an arthritic hand, even though things are good and going so good, I still want to take the chance to worship God. I haven't lost anything. I haven't given up on God. I haven't backslid. I'm still showing up to church and worshiping no matter what. Why do you think that with this pandemic thing, they wanted to cut down the attendance of the church. They wanted to shut the churches down. They wanted to have only 25%. And ones that they did in some states would say, well, you got to keep your mask on and you can't really, uh, you know, voice yourself out because you don't want they don't want you to worship. That's not going to happen anymore, is it? Lesson two, don't let what's wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. <sighs> Have you ever met somebody and you know better? I, I do it all the time at work because I just ask them, how are you? Just out of being polite. And boy, I got a boatload yesterday. I went to visit a neighbor who's, who's sick and 
His wife's sick. He needs some things done around the house. And that's all it took. How you doing, Bob? Hour later, he's still going. Well, let me start over here and all that. And you get the whole nine yards of all this stuff. So the other lesson is don't let what's wrong with you take things away from what's right with God. Because he's always right, isn't he? He does everything right. He never does anything wrong to us. And God is right all the time. Amen? <clears throat> Faith is what's weathering when we go through the storm. That's what builds us faith. It doesn't take a whole lot of faith to rise above the storm and look down on it. It takes your faith when you're going through the storm. That's their faith is in the storm to get out of the boat and do things for God. Hebrews 13, 14, and 15 says this. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. But him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips in giving thanks to his name. We're not actually going to be staying here. Our city and our home is a, a builder and maker of God. Amen? So we don't really want to put all of our eggs in this basket down here. Every chance we get, we want to worship and praise his name because we're going up there, aren't you? I know I am. I may be in pain and suffer, but I'm still going to get to church to worship God. Why? Because he's so worthy of it. Last point here, number three, don't be so focused to get out of your trial that you don't get anything out of your trial. Don't get so focused, so I want to get out of here, Lord, so that you don't get the lesson that's going through and going on in this trial. Because pain does teach us lessons, doesn't it? I'm glad that God gave us pain. I'm glad that we have pain because sometimes pain can be a pleasure. Sometimes pain can be uh, how we feel things can be good and bad. But God uses it, pain, to get us out of situations. He got you in situations that were painful to let you realize that you needed him and you needed to get to church. Amen? We've been there before. This is a familiar scripture of Job, Job 23, 8 through 10. Behold, I go forward. I can't find him. He's not there. I go backward, and I can't perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I can't see him. Here's the verse. But he knows the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Oh, I want to have a, ter a, a, a terrific testimony. But you know what? you got to go through the trials to get the testimony, don't you? I want God to do a miracle in my life. But you know what? you got to go through the pain and the suffering in order for God to do a miracle for you. There is no shortcut to these things. There's no shortcut to the prayer that God uh, desires. There's no shortcut to prayer and relationship building in your life. You cannot just shortcut yourself and microwave something so fast that it's going to be great. It takes time. It takes sacrifice. It takes commitment. It takes things that will uh, uh, do our schedule all over again. And it takes us to get rid of our will to do God's will. 
So without pain, there's no miracle. Without testimony, there's no trial. A couple scriptures left, please. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Please stand with me. I'm just about finished. <clears throat> Paul said this for this thing in verse 8 of 2 Corinthians 12. He had something that bothered him all the time. A lot of historians try to think about what it is. I've got one idea. You probably might agree with it. It could probably be on that list. Do you know Paul helped uh, persecute those people in the church, in the early church? And you know he had to live with that, didn't he? Painful stuff. Nothing he could do to erase it. Maybe that was it. History also tells us he had an issue with his vision. Maybe it's the eye situation. Hello. I don't know. But he asked the Lord many times over, please, Lord, deliver me from this stuff. Here's what he said. This thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Because it's his strength, amen? That's what the devil, he does not want you to get here and be a worshiper. I guess I keep saying that over and over in this lesson. It's an important point. And that every chance you get to worship God. The worst thing I can do, some people, I, I, I don't understand them. I, I got a lot to thank God for, and we all do. But I want to be the best worshiper that he sees. And he looks down at an apostolic praise tabernacle in Fort Myers and says, See that Raj character? He's a great worshiper. So when things are really bad on our lives, we've got to understand that God's still got control. God's still got the reins. And the hardest praise sometimes is the highest praise. I thank God I'm, I, I'm not, I mean, I still have my physical stuff. My knees aren't that good. I, I don't dance and jump around like I used to. But I don't really need to see that good in order to close my eyes and worship God. And I'm still going to worship him. I still do a God check every once in a while, Brother Wayne. I still close my eyes and say, Lord, I'm still trusted in you. I'm still trusted in you. So here's the best thing to do. Remember the devil said about Job? He said, you kind of cheated on Job because you've done all of this stuff. Here's the best thing in your mind what you can do. You can build your own wall. You can build your own 
foundation. You can build your own place of worship. You don't have to really have somebody else help you do that. You build it your own self because the devil can't pull those little bricks down. He can't push all that stuff over. Why? Because you choose to do it. He hates that. That's what's so special about when we worship together is all of us somehow were worshiping something else out into the world. And the devil can't stand it. He wishes you were back there. He wishes you were the old guy, the old Raj. The old Raj that wanted to do your, Roger's own thing. But now you come into the presence of God and you want to do God's will. And he hates that worship. He can't stand it. And you know what makes him so mad? Is God just doesn't make me. I choose to do it. It's my choice, devil. And he can't do anything about it. That's an awesome thing, isn't it? I love the Lord today. Let's worship him, can we? In the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. That's where you'll find everything that you need.
I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you need, but God does. And the way you're going to get strength to go through it is to be a worshiper, to be a dancer, kick up your heels and say, devil, I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm going to worship God no matter what. Amen. I hope I helped you today. Lord bless you. God's got something for us this day.